Welcome to This Sustainable Life Untethered, the place where we explore mind, body and nature and the things that hold you back from enjoying them. I am your host and adventure partner, Alison, and I'm so excited to go and explore with you. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode. And today is a solo episode all about the connectedness of all things and why I think we need to spend time learning about these connections and uncovering these connections between each other, between the natural world and ourselves, and that will help us to live more sustainably. So this is kind of like a new revelation, I guess, for me on my sustainability journey. And it was sparked off when um, I started thinking about the UK's petrol crisis. So for those of you who don't know, um, the UK had a period of like three weeks, three, four weeks, I don't know, where there were um, real shortages of fuel all around the country to the extent that if you went to a fuel station to try and fill up your car, you Uh, probably would not be able to, as in they had completely run out of petrol and diesel. As you can imagine, there was widespread panic and um, concern across the the media, across the news. And there were some, you know, consequences of that. People not able to go to work, not able to go on important trips that they had planned, uh, some services closing, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess really for me, it was the first time or one of the first times in my adult life where something that I have come to expect, something that I've not even thought about um, was not there. It was not available for me when I needed it. And that meant that I had to think about my consumption use and possibly change my behavior to use less. The only other time that I can think of similarly is kind of at the beginning of the pandemic when um, people bulk panic bought toilet roll and pasta and shelves were empty for some like essential things um but this somehow feels a a lot scarier and it lasted a lot longer one of the things that came out of all this news and media coverage is an uncovering of the supply chain and why it was that we were having problems with these petrol uh, with the fuel crisis And one of the issues in the supply chain being that we don't have enough lorry drivers who are um, skilled and qualified to be able to transport the petrol from, well, I don't know where it's transported from, a refinery. I don't know. Clearly, clearly I was learning about the supply chain, but not everything about the supply chain, but transport it from wherever it is to the petrol stations. And then the next layer that comes out of those news stories is, well, why don't we have enough lorry drivers to do that? And there are a number of reasons, some of which are related to um, Brexit. So a lot of these lorry drivers had lower pay, um, poor working conditions, and we relied on um, other workers from other European countries to fill some of these jobs that perhaps these UK nationals didn't want to fill. there were other things as well. So lots of lorry drivers uh, taking retirement, uh, possibly issues to do with coronavirus. But all of a sudden you start caring about the lorry driver's plight. And because I am a caring person as much as you know everyone else is, 
I want the people who serve me to have a good life. I want them to be well paid. I want them to enjoy their job. I want them to have good conditions so they don't have to poo in a carrier bag because their company won't let them stay overnight in a hotel and use a toilet. And before there was this lack of petrol available, I never even thought about these lorry drivers and their lives and how they are connected to me and why that connection is so important. But when you take away the end product, when you take away that petrol, when it's not there for you to use and enjoy and consume and to live your life with, then it shows you and highlights to you the links in the chain, um, which actually we should be knowing, we should be caring about. There's something about society um, and the, the culture of consumerism that's divorced us from the process. And it's the process that we need to reconnect with. I just did another podcast episode um, with a CEO of a clothes company. And in researching for that, I was so overwhelmingly sad about the practices that happen in the fashion industry um, that really I, I thought I may have known a bit about, but also assumed that in this modern day and age, you know, of course, we don't have like child workers in factories. Of course, we don't have slave labor. Of course, people are paid a living wage to do jobs and, you know, but it's not, it's not necessarily the case. And unless you start looking into the steps behind the process and educating yourself on actually what happens in order to get the thing that you use to you, I don't think we will develop that level of connection and kindness and caring that comes so automatically from learning about it that we need to then live more sustainably and think about the choices that we make. I'll give you another example, and this is somewhat facetiously, I talk about Jeremy Clarkson and why he will save the world. But the point is, um, I watched his uh, Amazon Prime series, Clarkson's Farm, and found it fascinating because it's exactly the same idea. It shows light on the process, the connections and the links that have to happen in order for you to go to the shop and buy the food that you buy and eat. I never knew how stressful it is for farmers in terms of the weather. If it doesn't rain for too long, then that interferes with their crop growing, their crop cycles. If it rains too much, then they have, um, you know, a limited window in which they can do certain things they need to do. They have all sorts of problems and pests and crushes and just the, the wide variety of things that make up a full-time job of a farmer were completely alien to me until I watched someone show me how they do it. And then I care about how they do it. And that means I care about then what I buy. And then the next stage is I start to make decisions about my buying habits. So there's, uh, so there's something about this consumerist culture and the focus on the end product, not the process. But I also think there's something about the language that we use. And even when we talk about living sustainably, it's not re it is sustainable but actually the word that better describes it is not not selfishly or selflessly 
or caringly or kindly, you know, it's living kindly because it's about the impact that your actions have on other people and other things. Even climate change, how non-scary and frankly dull does that sound? Oh my goodness me, we have to, we have to prevent climate change. Oh, what, a bit of bad weather? A bit of funky rain or heat? Like it sounds so uh, pathetic in comparison to what it actually is, which is a climate, animal and human crisis. When we start using words that actually describe what's going to happen, describe the events, which is a crisis that we will all experience, then it somehow affords, you know, the sufficient and appropriate gravity of the situation. Anyway, connectedness and language. Those were my, my two reflections of the day. Um, and yeah, I just, I guess, like, be mindful or curious. I think it's a curiosity. How do these things that I use come into being and get to me? And I think if we keep asking ourselves that question, kindness and caring comes out of it naturally where there's injustice or um, questionable practices in theory. Um, anyway, I hope you have uh, enjoyed this podcast episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts about language or connectedness of things. Did you ever used to watch How It's Made? I used to watch that program loads on TV when I was younger. They take like a random object like fireman boots and then show you the supply chain of how it's made from manufacturing to, um, you know, finished product. And uh, I think basically we need to have more Jeremy Clarkson, more how it's made and sufficiently uh, alarmist, <laughs> alarmist, but appropriate language in order to tackle some of these problems. Um yeah, so do let me know. Let me know your thoughts. I am on Instagram at alison.untethered. I am on Facebook at This Sustainable Life, TSL Untethered, and Twitter at Ali Untethered. I love hearing from you. I love um, connecting with you and learning more about you. I love connecting with you. Of course I do. And I hope you have a really, really wonderful day, whatever you're up to today for the rest of your day. And thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time.